the Recruitment Roller Coaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz, and today I'm joined by Emily Lewis from Finley James. Um, and I must say, very excited. And also, and I've already told you this off camera, but Emily was a person that planted the seed in my head uh, when I very briefly came to your office about having a Women in Recruitment Week just dedicated to women because uh there's been a lot of guys coming in the studio so thank you you're welcome credit all yours um so basically i mean i know that obviously we've been speaking off camera and stuff but you've been in recruitment for 10 months yeah um i for me personally my first 12 months were the hardest and i think a lot of people quite agree with that so we'll, we'll definitely dive into that but what was um firstly where i always like to start how how did you get into recruitment like how did that happen talk to me um I probably shouldn't say this, <laughs> potentially by accident. Okay. Um, I spent a little bit of time in HR for the last year. Didn't really love it. Yeah. Wasn't really sure what I was doing. And I was um, in the kitchen at my partner's work. Yeah. And I overheard a conversation that um, this woman was having with a candidate. And I could tell that she was a recruiter. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Like she was asking her all these questions and telling her about this job. And I was like overhearing really and I was, I was literally like oh that sounds cool like I, I really want to do something where I can like talk to people that's yeah. really high energy and she was talking about commission and money and I was mm. like oh ding 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 so I um after they were done I basically like asked at the front desk I was like where who's that woman and she he was like oh it's she's from prime recruitment wow. so anyway so I emailed prime and I was like overheard you in the kitchen i know this Love is really weird but what do you do and i was like i don't have any recruitment experience yeah, yeah, i've yeah. done hr but i don't know so they reached out to me and they're like a rec to rec yeah, yeah yeah and they were like yeah like they do a training day so i went through their training day and then afterwards they set you up with interviews of companies sure, sure. interviewed at finney james yeah. loved it yeah and here i am love that what a great story so, so literally you heard a recruiter selling the dream to someone or trying to close someone <laughs> yeah. were they trying to close the deal do you remember? I think they would. I think she was just telling so the candidate about selling someone a job. Yeah, about about the company. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Obviously, Rector Rector says yeah. going to be a commission to me about. Oh yeah, so you would have overheard someone her selling a recruitment job. Yeah, like a ah, recruitment job, and yeah, I was like, that's cool. I don't know if she wants it, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. The fact that obviously, I think the great thing about that story is that you you listened to your gut instinct there, right? So you yeah. heard it and was like, fuck, that sounds really good. Yeah. And you actually took action on it. I absolutely love that. So um, join Finney James, been yeah. there for 10 months. Mm-hmm. So before you, before obviously, so how did you then gain a perception of recruitment? Like, did you have any idea what recruitment involved before then, before you overheard that conversation or not really? Um, I think I thought I knew. Okay. But I don't think I had any idea. <laughs> I think... It's hard to know. It, mm. It's not hard to know if you already know what it's like or maybe if you've worked with a recruiter, maybe yeah. you can see one side of it, but you only ever see one side. And I have worked with recruiters in the past and not really been impressed. Yeah, sure. So there's always that like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. But like when I when I went on the training day, they yeah. explained like, this is how it's going to work. There's yeah. going to be ups, there's going to be down. You're going to be doing this. Like you're going to be on the phone a lot. You're yeah. going to be doing, you're, you're going to be like making 50 calls a day. Yeah. Like you have to be prepared for that. And I was like, yeah, like I can do that. I love to talk to people. Yeah. It's just talking to people. I love yeah. to talk. I love people. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Um, and then in between like, meeting Nicole from Prime and going through and getting the job at Finney James, I did so much research on recruitment. So I, what did you find in that research? That's interesting because I was telling you obviously of this like 
this is one of the reasons why I started this and like what so because I did that research as well like yeah. what did you find and what was a common thread and what did you see like how did you build up that perception and what what sort of knowledge did you gather would you say while she was researching yeah so I have two friends who work in recruitment yeah quite big companies okay um not in the same space but like definitely like reputable companies one in like the temping space and yeah. one in permanent both in London and they I spoke to them both at oh, the okay lake, nice and they were both like this is what it is like nice, I'm not like gonna that. cover it up I'm not gonna mollycoddle yeah, 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 you yeah. like you will work long hours you will have ups and downs yeah. like you need to be mentally resilient yeah like sometimes things will go your way and sometimes you'll be like Love that. why so you got some good this? friends there actually honest yeah That's like important. super honest and so was like, that your research then just speaking to your mates no and then I watched loads of YouTube videos did like, you I like googled like recruitment insider yeah. and like recruitment tips and what's it like to be a recruiter and I watched I think I probably watched about I don't know, like 30 hours worth of videos. Like, I what watched... were those videos like though? I didn't, there's not much stuff on there. Like yeah, good stuff. like there's loads of stuff about, so I, re- I was watching things about like um, how to cold call a candidate and make ah. it work. And I was like, well, could I do that? Like, yeah. And I was practicing, I'd go home, I'd say to my partner, I'd be like, sit down, I'm going to pretend to be you. <laughs> Love that. I just wanted to see if it, what he would yeah, say. And he was yeah. like, don't ever do that again. So <laughs> I did it anyway. <laughs> But That's I was brilliant. like, I just wanted to see mm. if I'd feel comfortable. I remember ringing my dad and I was like, Dad, I'm going to ring you and pretend to be a recruiter. Oh, I love that. And he was like, oh, God, I hate these calls. And I was like, no, no, I'll be really good. So I hang up. I called him back and I was like, hi, is that uh, Paul Lewis? And he was like, yeah, yeah, it is. And I was like, hi, I'm Emily. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a recruiter. And he was like, I hate recruiters. <laughs> I was like, Dad, you're not helping. Play along. <laughs> so, um, oh, that's brilliant. So look, I absolutely love that. So <clears throat> you really took the proactive approach. And um, yeah. I've, I, I love the fact that you, and obviously it is that, isn't it? It's the ups and downs, the mental resilience and all that. So you, you managed to really dive in and sort of get um, a real perspective. And um, that, that's really interesting. So how um, how have the 10 months been like, how have the ups and downs been like now you're actually in it right so has it yeah. all the stuff you learned about and sort of looked into is it sort of what you expected is it more intense is it less intense like how how's it been um I think definitely more intense yeah I think for me like just my personality I'm like a sort of all or nothing person okay like it's literally I'm gonna give it my all I'm not gonna bother nice. this for me was like I have to make it work I want to make it work yeah I was, I was invested, like, personally, financially, everything. I was like, yeah, I have yeah. to do it. So, at first, it's like a learning curve. I don't, I've been there 10 months. I know 100%. I only know, I think I know probably 25% of what I need to know yeah, to do yeah, my yeah. job. And I've been there 10 months. Mm. And it's not because they don't give you the training. It's because there's so much <sighs> to learn. There's so much about technology. There's and there's so, so much about people. Mm. I mean, so, the, no, 100%, I think, um, what you just said there is is so true. Because you're dealing with people... Like a situation that you have no idea is around the corner is literally potentially such a huge learning curve. Like there's so many, like you, you've experienced it even in 10 months and the time I spent in the industry, like as you said, you can always learn because you're dealing with people and like there's just so many different situations that you would have never dealt with before that you have to learn yeah. to deal with. How have you found the, the best way for you? I know you said you've only, you know, you've sort of got that humility and know that 25% you're 25% there have so much more to learn and will you ever get to 100% probably not um but you're always obviously to have the open mindness sort of I'm always going to be learning and I'm not going to know it all I think is, is a great place to be but what have you found for you personally that has really helped you sort of um really fast track that learning or I don't know how because for me I, got, I was on the phones the first day so I was I just like I worked for an agency of 
eight people at the time when I joined, and the first day I was on the phone to candidates, and I was shitting my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, how have oh, you? God. How have you? What has worked for you, like learning wise? Do you think? Yeah, um, I think it's. I don't know if it's the same for every recruitment mm. company because I've only experienced Finney. Yeah, James, of course, of course. Obviously, we're the best, but <laughs> like the way that our training works is through like shadowing. So we okay, do nice. have like scheduled training as well, but we also do shadowing, and I learn so much by shadowing and then doing straight away. Nice. So we used to do it like I would sit down for like three hours and shadow one of our uh, one of our consultants in Manchester, and you would sit and you would take it on. I'd take loads of notes. I'd listen into the phone calls, yeah, and then I would go away and try and replicate it. Nice. So like in my first week, I. I think I registered one candidate yeah. and that's all I needed to do. Love but I, I went in, I went in, I went into a jobs board, I found them, I mm. called him and I was like, I was not scared to do it. I just knew I had to do it and I yeah, just tried yeah. to, re- and it, it didn't go well. It did go well, it did go well. And he was like, how long have you been in recruitment? And I remember being like, oh, actually, I've been in three days. And he was <laughs> like, oh, I'll be nice then. Like, ask me anything. Yeah, I think I was really that's lucky. Cool. He was like, ask me anything. Like, I can tell you about the tech. He went into what he did. I remember him, I remember him so clearly. He was in ad tech and he was like super nice. Anyway, so, and I think that really helped. But so like, and that's the way we do it at Finney James. So you don't yeah. just get thrown in. You can watch people and I like that. if you that's need good something. Way. Yeah, it worked really well for me. That's how I like to do things. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I think what you just said there as well, I'd like to, to build on for me, for anyone who's just starting out or even if you are um, sort of five years down the line in your, your recruitment career, but never never sort of underestimate how much you can learn from candidates. Like that's how, like, that's how you're going to learn really, really understand your market and when you really understand your market and understand what's going on um, in the sort of candidates' minds and their world, like always be open to learning from them, right? And for me, when I recruit in the insurance sector, I, I thought, like gen- genuinely, um, I thought I knew everything about insurance. <laughs> <laughs> That's boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. It, it was quite boring, to be fair, but I enjoyed it. And um, so I, I went into this recruitment job, like, yeah, I know everything about insurance. And I recruited... Like I was doing so much different stuff, which I had no idea about. So I think if you're, especially when you're early on, like um, just be honest. Like you said, yeah, I've only been in three days in recruitment, but then what you learned from that guy, Mm. super valuable, right? In terms of which you can take in the next call and you can pick up on keywords and stuff like that. Yeah. What? What? So obviously, so you recruit in the tech space. Mm -hmm. Like, how have you? Have, has that helped you like just speaking to how have you built up that tech knowledge because like that can be that's obviously can be quite difficult for some people if they they go into an industry and they're like fuck I absolutely know absolutely nothing about tech like how yeah. how am I meant to recruit so how have you dealt with that um yeah it was I suppose like they say this like recruitment's not a nine to five right yeah. I would spend a lot of time outside of work researching technology new tech yeah like i would read articles about it i have like linkedin updates to like groups so when someone posts an article about a specific piece of tech or like new tech and when something new comes out i like to learn about it just so if somebody says like oh i'm really interested in this piece of technology like yeah. there's this tech that I absolutely like, I'm obsessed with I just mm. it, I ha- we don't even work with the, anyone who does it because it's not even been released but when they do I'm going to jump straight on it but you can't just you can't just speak to candidates and know about it you have to do research and commit to it like mm. I spent a lot of time like on my lunch I just google something like when I started I didn't even know what the word like SAS meant <laughs> same what, does it, like, mean? what SAS, does it mean like now it's like it's a subscription model for a piece of software okay so it's like on a on a, 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 a contract basis rather than like permanent okay and now I know that <laughs> it means like 
subscription as a software as a, software as a service. Love it. And it's like a te- it's like a contract rather than like forever. Like yeah, you buy yeah, a piece yeah, yeah, of software yeah. instead. You sort of like so. What it. look? Not everyone's going to do that. Yeah. Why? What? What? Where's this? Where's this drive? Like why? Why? Why did you choose to do that? Like what's? I know you said that. You've gone all in, but like, is that is that why? Is that because you've made this sort of mental decision to go? You know what? I'm not going to go in this half-heartedly. Is that just the way you are? But that I absolutely love that, and that's that's so like that must have helped you a lot. Yeah. So, but what? Why did you choose to do that? Like, what was the what? What was the thought process like? Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think it's like I don't want to be rubbish at things. Okay. It's not even like a competitive thing. It's like. I am very competitive, but mostly against myself. Nice. Like, I want to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah, I love that. And yeah. I want to learn something that I didn't know yesterday. And it's like, there are a lot of times I've tried things in life and haven't they haven't worked. Yeah. And I'm, maybe I've not been very good at it, like snowboarding. Yeah. But hey, I'm a good skier, so who cares? <laughs> like, but at least you try. And I always mm. think if you don't, if you don't try, then you'll never know. Yeah, yeah. So like, I have to try. And if I'm going to be good at my job, then I'm gonna be good at my job. Yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. I'll I know that I'll do it. Mm. So you just do it. You have to do it. Like if you if you're not interested, I don't think you're giving a hundred percent. For sure. And if you think you know everything, then you don't. You don't. You There's no don't. way you could unless no. you're like Steve Jobs and like <laughs> look where he ended up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, well I was gonna say, so let's talk about like what what sort of return have you had on you sort of let's talk about yeah, but I haven't got the time, like works work, da 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 but Talk to me about sort of how that's affected you doing well, or how, how what return have you seen on having that mindset and really going for it and, and investing in understanding your sector that you're recruiting in. Like, how has that affected your recruitment desk, and how have you? How is that? Yeah, the return on it, basically. Yeah, I think people who say they don't have any time aren't scheduling their days properly. Yeah, I, I appreciate that a lot of people have a different schedule to me. I'm very lucky; I don't have children. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. have a family. I have a boyfriend who works longer hours than me because yeah. he works festivals in different time zones. Yeah. So he works strange hours. So I have a lot of time. But like, for example, I would go for. I'd run on a treadmill yep. half an hour and I already have like a TED video downloaded, ready to go from YouTube. Like it. put it on, I'm running, I'm watching a TED video about sales. Like mm. that's half an hour. What else are you going to do? Listen to some music, like yeah, yeah. listen to a podcast about sales. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You always have time. It's just about prioritizing what's most important and what you can gain. I think there's a lot to be said for a work-life balance and being able to leave work and switch off. For sure. And I struggle with that. Mm. I, I do struggle not Especially to check recruitment my emails. Especially recruitment is difficult, yeah. Yeah, check my emails all night. And I think a big part of that is like because you're, you're dealing with people. like You yeah. feel their emotion. You know their story, their life story and yeah. stuff like that. It's so easy to... Because it isn't a product. Like It's literally people and it's so easy to think about people and mm. all that all the relationships you build and stuff like that um yeah. no I love that but so just back to that though but like so how how has that helped you in your job like do you know what yeah. I mean really invest in that like what return have you seen so so this can encourage people like if they're like yeah but Emily fuck that I haven't got the time well, it's like hang on a minute look Emily's got here what what is the re- what's the return that you've seen from actually really diving and immersing yourself in in that sector I think for me, like I can, I think I, now I can notice and sort of match candidates better. Okay. So if I look at a candidate and I'm like, okay, they've got two years of this and two years of this, they're actually going to be really good yeah, yeah, because yeah. I already know what they're selling. I know what the solution looks like. And then on the other side, I know what the client's selling and I know what that oh looks like. Yeah. And if it's a good match and you, if you know your clients well enough, you know what sort of personality they're looking for, then you get to know your candidate. It, it works better. Mm. I think I 
they say do they recruit when you, you don't so there's no such thing as luck like yeah, you create yeah. your own luck for sure. I'm one of my colleagues Nicole she always says that to me she's amazing she's in, she's in our Manchester office and she always says you create your own luck 100%. Emily and I was and now I'm always like create your own that luck really like, you're, not, you're not unlucky you're just waiting yeah but like I have I've done really well I I think so far mm. um again there have been ups and downs I've had massive deals fall out even mm. this this month yeah and you know it's just about getting back on and working hard and working through it and next time when you work with a candidate what can you do to make sure that doesn't happen again yeah great mindset just, just learning yeah, like. yeah 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 I think I think what you said what I picked up on which you only with time but I think when you're going out of your way to sort of really invest in, in the job that you're doing and learn about the sector is, the quicker that you can really know what a good candidate is, that really, really useful. Yeah. But I remember, obviously, I spent two and a half years, but by the end of that, I knew with my morning searches and what I did, if there was a candidate with a particular skill set or experience, they're people that I'm going to be fucking hounding and getting on the phone to, and I know how valuable they are in, in the market. Mm. And I think if you really understand your sector, your market, your eye for what is good talent and what is um, really sought after mm. skills, that can really help with that for sure because yeah. you can you really get your head around it quicker. So that that's really interesting. Um, what I was going to say then, talk to me about, so um, give me a bit of context. So is it a 360 role you do? So do you do be business development? Do you get the jobs on? I think I remember Ben telling me that you have some people just dedicated to that, but do you do yeah. both or? I am... Focus on consultancy, so candidate side. Some more candidates, okay. But now, now, like as I've been there longer, I'm still going to start to do more new business. Mm. So have you started doing that? Yes, yeah, slowly. Have you found Slowly. That? I've done one, like, deal on my own. And nice. And my candidate, yeah. Love so that. in July. So that was um, a little project that I did with a really good candidate. And cool. I knew I knew I could find him a new job. And I found mm. a really good company who was sort of open to yeah, it. Yeah. So what, did you spec them out to the market? Just to one company, nice. one candidate, one company. Love that. <laughs> you know your market yeah. though, didn't you? Yeah, so you it's create your needed. own luck. Like, <laughs> no, I love that. I knew, so. I knew that they hired people from that company because I had actually spoken to a candidate who came from there. Yeah, nice. And then I knew I had this candidate from this company, great track record, presence club, 10 years in a row, mm. super stable. And I was like, I know, I know that you'll like yeah, him. After, yeah, nice. And so I just reached out to the hiring manager. I was like, look. I've got this cancer. How did you, you reach you out? to me on LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah, I had a little joke with him, like wrote him a little personalised LinkedIn yeah. message and I was like, listen, I've got this candidate, you have to meet him, like nice. you would be missing out. Love and that. He he bit and there, there we Love are. Love that. So. The, the reason I ask that is because for me, and I'd love to get your two pence on it and how you sort of found it, but for me, like when I... After you've spoke to candidates and stuff, like you do get used to it and like you're less nervous and like whatever. Yeah. But when it gets when I when I then when it got to a point where like right here, we need to start making some business development calls and that. Like I literally was like scared. <laughs> <laughs> like I was cold calling and like all that and like I. It's just weird. Like I've spoken about it before on here, but at the beginning, the quicker that you flip it is as in like you put a client on a pedestal mm. like you shouldn't and someone said it before like a real solid device to someone that is just starting or is early on is like don't don't devalue what you bring to the table yeah. and don't um put a, a client on the pedestal so um yeah. how have you dealt with like do you do literally cold call and business development calls or do you do a lot of it on linkedin or like how have you how have you dealt with it how have you approached business development yeah most of it's through linkedin at the moment i have done a few cold calls like clients are uh, finding numbers and so on yeah. and it's it's 
I don't mind it because I don't feel uncomfortable on the yeah. phone. And if they hang up on you, then yeah, that is. What I, it people is. don't usually hang up on me. I think I've been, I think I've been fortunate that since I've started, I've not had anyone turn around and be like. Effort. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, even candidates. Yeah, yeah, even yeah, candidates. Cool. I think there's. I think uh, I have a. I don't know. Maybe people like the way I sound. I don't know. I'll never I mean, you're know. extremely personable. Yeah, like for me, to to be fair, the advantage that I saw I had was like I was quite bad at phoning people quite a lot. Yeah, I was. I'm quite bad. With that. I was quite bad at that. Consistent. Yeah, like well, people would call it like not harassing, but like I would. I'd. I'd have to. Like, I'd follow up on good candidates. Yeah. Like if. Yeah, like you have to. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've like sent three or four messages to people. Yeah, yeah, literally. Called them, tried to get through through their office number. Like, oh, <laughs> I've, it's it's a it's his girlfriend, and I've I've lost my mobile. <laughs> Can you put him through? Literally, and like the, the I think the advantage is, which I'm turning it back, is like when I did get them on the phone, there's a good chance that they weren't going to tell me to fuck off because like I generally do care about what I'm talking to them about and I'm not just going, yeah, how much you on you? I can get your job with 2K increase or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was actually people person, right? So yeah, when you when you do speak to someone and they can sort of try, hopefully you can get that across in the first sort of couple of minutes. Yeah. You have a better chance of obviously building those relationships. Um, yeah. So what have you found then that in these 10 months that have sort of really helped you be successful do you think like what what have you what do you think reflecting on maybe your first three months or whatever like what do you think you've done well with the candidate side like how have you approached it um with the candidate side so uh, like you said you're a people person how has that helped you in this job um do you approach things in a mindset with i want i'm a building relationship first and my job comes second i don't know do you know what i mean how have you what what's been your approach and what have you seen work and not work yeah i think perseverance and positivity nice. like yeah, nice. i just can't think of anything else like you persevere with a candidate you persevere internally because obviously the way we do it is like we have consultants who have candidates and we have like the uh, account managers who have jobs yeah so the first thing you have to do once you've got a good candidate is sell them internally nice. so you turn to your account manager and say right i've, I've got this candidate I, yeah. I believe in them massively yeah. and like the craziest thing was the first candidate i ever placed like when did you make your first deal um, well, the offer was made in December, so, so just under two months. Nice. The first week of November I started, so it was about six, seven weeks to my first offer. Great Then week. he started in January. Great work. So just under three months, and then I placed three people in January. Woo! So That's good. that. Yeah, <laughs> and the first candidate, I think... Obviously, they're all great candidates, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he really always stands out. My first candidate that I plays, he was so easy to work with. He didn't really have tech experience. He actually came from like a recruitment background, yeah, headhunting yeah. background, but he was so keen, so passionate, really open. And the account manager internally was like, oh, I don't sure. know, I don't know, but we'll go for it. He's yeah. like, I trust you. And I was like, okay, you trust me. Great. Okay, let's go for it. And I prepped the candidate and I told him everything I knew and I got him on calls with our CEO to so he could prep him. Love it. I got him on a call with the account manager so he could prep him. Like he was prepped to his eyeballs. Yeah. He went in and did loads of stuff, research. He looked at the platform and then, you know, like he ended up getting the job. And I just think that was a lot of work going into one person. But imagine if you do that with every candidate you work with. So that's what I did. Every candidate that I work with and they're in a process, I'm going to give them 100% in that process. So you don't want to be do a half-hearted job because... You want the candidate to invest in you and come back to you and give you the time of day. But you also want your colleagues to know that you find good candidates 100%. for good jobs. Mm. And like, I don't want to find someone and they're like, oh, they're not, they're not that great. 
and for me I have to be like no no they are good they are good yeah. you want it to show because you've like you've like registered them you know everything about them if they come back and say well what about this you'll be like no no it's it's this yeah, yeah. and you can set them straight so like perseverance, perseverance and then on the positivity side like just keep going yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's nothing else you can say like you know like ups mm. and downs and I've had people come back and be like that is the worst candidate I've ever seen <laughs> I'm like no like, like even this week even this week one of my clothes was like oh he looks rubbish I was like that's because you don't know him yet Yeah, you don't know him so you don't know what he's done yet I love that I was like wait wait till you see it wait till you see his achievements wait till you see his mm. like targets and how many things he's hit just because his LinkedIn doesn't look perfect I'm like, just wait. Yeah, yeah. And then you see, like, you see a person, you see what they've done. They're like, oh, actually, that is that yeah, is yeah. decent. That, that's like just the crazy thing, isn't it? Like the whole people thing. And yeah. but as, as you said, what what I love what you just said there. The thing that I really pick, picked up on um, is I've I've had it before where I've spoken to candidates um, who had already been speaking to competitor, got interviews lined up, and stuff like that. And the amount of candidates I spoke to that um, I was like, oh yeah, so. Obviously, you want to try and find out who they're seeing and stuff like that. But I'd always sort of try and be curious about, okay, how how are you feeling about it? All this sort of stuff. What have you done to prepare or anything like that? And the amount of times where I heard, yeah, well, they sent me an email. Um, tell yeah. me where to go, who I'm meeting. Mm-hmm. I think that's fucking horrendous. It's like, so how bad. important is preparing a candidate? Yeah. Like, what you did that, you obviously did that quite sort of naturally. That you, as you said, you're that person who fully invests in them, etc., and into what you do. And I think that's such a great. If the earlier that you take that approach, yeah. the the quicker that you're going to become a, a better recruiter. Because if you do spend that extra time with that person preparing that candidate, mm. then you can look back when they don't get offered the job or whatever, and just say, you know what. Um, what could I have done better always a good question to ask but you can go you know what I've done it I've done everything I could Yeah. as opposed to I'm sure there's so many recruiters out there who don't invest in prepping their candidate and then when they when they find out their um, they find out they didn't get the job or whatever they're like oh shit candidate so yeah. wrong <laughs> do you know what I mean and yeah. um, so I think yeah what, what you said there earlier the fact that you sort of um caught on to that early on and then you've the fact that you saw a, a placement from it your first yeah. deal and you've obviously replicated that yeah it's a great habit to to build because um i i wasn't great at that at the beginning but and then i realized the more time i invested in the candidate and really understanding what the client was looking for and all that and then i made sure the candidate said certain things and they understood yeah. it the better chance you're, you're getting the, the placement and that's even before they get to the door right we're not even yeah. talking about the offer there there's just so much that's that goes it. in do, do you know yeah. what i mean um so i really liked what um you said there what what sort of um how do you, what's your approach on like aftercare? Like, how important do you see that? Like, you just said then how mm. you really sort of maximise the pre- the prepping and all that. Like, with these people that you place, like, how did you approach the aftercare? Like, when they did After get off the job, started. yeah, 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 or like when they had to hand in a notice and stuff like that. How did you approach that? Yeah, so we we do like a full service. Like, I know we like. It's not once they get offered, that's just one part of it. Mm. Like, first of all, you need to get them to sign the paperwork, send it back, get a start date. You need to, like, nurture them through the process, make sure they actually hand their notice in. So uh, I I don't know if Ben mentioned last time, maybe, but our CEO, John, he's, like, super involved. And he actually does, like, briefing calls for candidates. I don't know if I should tell you this. (laughs) Other companies might listen and be like, whoa. But he's, like, amazing. And, like, he'll speak to candidates with you. So it's, like, you have the full force of Finley James behind you. So it's, like, it's not just me trying 
trying to get this candidate into this new job. You've got my CEO who's, Class. you know, owns a business, like incredible guy. And he's ringing up your candidate going, come on, let's let's get this over the line. Like everybody's invested. Love that. You've got like the whole force of a company. So you're not just one person like trying to make it work. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. that's the difference between having a company like Finney James and working for maybe like a massive company. Yeah, for sure. You've got all this support systems. And so... And then, you know, maybe they signed on the dotted line, the paperwork's gone back, they've got a start date, yeah. you're working up. I would I would literally speak to them every other day. Really? Have you have have you finished? How was your last day? Have you got how's your weekend? Yeah. What have you got planned? What time are you in on Monday? You know, who are you meeting when you mm. get there? On the on the client side, we'll message a client. Does he know where to go? Have they had their Class. onboarding? Like yeah. has, has so, she received uh, her, her P forty six? Like yeah. it's the service, everything. isn't it? And yeah. like when you approach it like that. That they're the, that's the type of recruiter and the type of service that people will pay for and, and warrant yeah. sort of our fees and all that. Um, what I was going to say then, what I did want to bring up, and I, um, I think that's great, by the way, that your CEO gets involved and stuff like that. It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to ask was, I know literally when I came and said hello to Ben and it was very brief, like the sort of environment that I felt in your quite small office and yeah. like it, it, it was really strong and like really vibrant, energetic. Yeah. Like, how was that? Like, was how has the environment helped you in the first 10 months? Like, I don't know, enjoy your job, be successful, or whatever. How has that helped? Yeah, I think environment is everything. Mm. We have a really good like team culture our London team is quite small there's like nine of us yeah so like from the start we've always been quite small and you know someone's on holiday or whatever so it's average like eight people yeah but everyone's like like I said everyone's really supportive everyone works together and like if you're out the office no one's trying to like undercut you someone's <laughs> trying to help you like yeah. they answer your phone for you or they reply to a candidate or they pick up things in your absence so like there's just this always buzz and like it comes and goes there are times when everyone's like focus everyone's doing admin like yeah. an hour of admin headphones in like admin like all this stuff yeah. that you have to do but then it's like everybody's on the phone there's a buzz everyone's like talking to each other and like hey what are you doing and what's happening over here and mm. where are we up to with this and how can we how can we get this can down oh, i've got this good candidate who's got some ideas and you're always like talking about it really collaborative yeah and that's the sort of environment that ben wanted to like cultivate like yeah. teamwork collaboration like a buzz he didn't want it to be like a boring environment that people wouldn't wouldn't enjoy being in mm. i think we're all the sort of people that enjoy a social and like sort of vibrant atmosphere and there are times when you need it to be a little bit calmer when there are like eight o'clock in the morning yeah. when everyone's trying to do emails and you know check check whatever's going on and do a linkedin update and you, <sighs> it's a little bit quieter no one's had their coffee yet but then like come nine o'clock and everyone's like banging down the phones and it's just it's so great it really has helped Nice. And I think it's it was different actually. The last three months we've been trialing that we were trialing Project Freedom. Okay. Which was I don't know if Ben told you about it. No. We had it's a three month trial of no working hours. So if you were ah. out of your probation, um, they were trialing that you could work any way you wanted, any time you wanted, so long as you were hitting your KPIs. Oh, KPI I, think I saw that on LinkedIn target. actually. Yeah. How was it then? Uh, like amazing. It was a great trial. The trials ended, so now they're doing like crunching all the data looking yeah, at how they're going to work looking at the performance yeah and seeing it. how we'll implement something similar or will we implement it at yeah. all did it work it yeah. like during that time we had two of our best months that we've ever had really? as a company yeah so like our June and then our July were our biggest June and July we've ever had what that's really interesting yeah so I mean like so what did you find yourself ended up doing then what, how did you set up your debt like what did you end up doing yourself yeah it was for me it worked really well because I well, I've consistently been billing. I've, I've mm. stayed stayed above target, which is nice. And um, my day was more like... It wasn't like I was... 
some people might see it and think, oh, you're, you're doing less hours, but you're not. I actually think I worked more hours, but those hours fitted into my day much better. Okay. So what, did, what was so, like, about the day? Before, like, I'm not really a morning person. Like, okay. I... Eight by eight, when you're in the office, I'm okay. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm never going to be the sort of person that goes to the gym at five a.m. Okay. It's not for me. I'd rather have a run or go to the gym at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm an end of the day a worker out there. Yeah, yeah, okay. But this meant. But then it means like you you go to the gym after work. Maybe you're not home till like eight eight thirty. I like to read or yeah, watch yeah, something yeah. and switch off for half an hour or an hour. So really, you're not going to bed till ten, and then you yeah. get up again at six yeah, and you're yeah, up yeah, again. Yeah. And so. What it what it meant was my schedule was like more relaxed. Okay. So like you could fit things in, and so I could do like three hours work on a Sunday because yeah. people are on their phones on a Sunday. 100%. They're at home. They're going to look at LinkedIn. If it comes in, they're like, oh, "I'm not busy. I'm going to sure. read it." So you could do like three hours work on a Wednesday, on a Sunday, and then on Wednesday maybe you come in at nine. You go to the gym from seven to eight. Yeah. And you can fit it in, and like I do volunteering for a charity in London. Okay. So it meant that instead of having to try and shift my day around, I could finish at four, go and do my volunteering for mm. two hours and not have to feel bad about it because I knew I could go home and work from home for two hours, yeah, like yeah, do that time. That's and cool. if you're hitting your KPIs and you're and you're making money, then it works for you. Yeah, yeah. Like some people didn't use it. Some people just did their normal hours. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah came you just, You've got to be self-aware of things like that. I think yeah. like we have flexible work in here, but you've got like, I think what you're just talking about there is just real self-awareness as to what works for you and like mm-hmm. you you tailor it around your life yeah which means as you said like those little things where like oh shit like i'm leaving early or oh, i feel a bit stressed about that and then it's like well hang on a minute you can actually be fully involved in the yeah. charity work or mm-hmm. um as you said you recognize that it'd be great if you could um go in a bit later and fit the gym in before and stuff like that yeah. that's really cool yeah um so you're um women in recruitment yeah so <laughs> how many uh so how many females are in the, your team? In London, mm. uh, there's three at the moment. Okay. We have a another, a second London team. They used to be in St. Albans, but they've moved to the London office. And they are three and two of them are girls and one guy nice. who started this week, actually, cool. he's training in Manchester. Um, so there's like five five girls at the moment. I know we're recruiting now for more. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll be like six, yeah, nice. seven girls. Well, so what's your view on the sort of whole topic? I know you're quite passionate about it and yeah. stuff like recruitment does have that sort of perception of well yeah I mean it, it, yeah a lot of people say it's a male dominated industry like mm. from your 10 months in the industry and looking outside in and what you've experienced like is there anything that you think jumps out as you, to you as to sort of why that may be why that is or I don't know does anything spring to mind I don't I I actually think it does have a very negative connotation sometimes I actually don't know why I think the only reason that maybe people have it wrong is because maybe they've had a bad experience of a recruiter or maybe because they don't really know what it entails I don't know how it works out and I think it would be wrong of me to make any sort of generalization but (laughs) I my personal opinion is that there is a stigma that a sales role is for men yeah, yeah. because they're pushy and they're like arrogant sales yeah, yeah, people yeah. and you watch the wolf of wall street and it's an office of men <laughs> and you're like well i don't want to do that yeah, i don't yeah, want to yeah. be that but like that is not life maybe that was life in the 60s yeah, and yeah. you know when when whatever his name was from wolf of wall street jordan was like belfort, yeah. jordan belfort and he was rocking about but that's not what it's like now and in the 60s you wouldn't have wanted to work in that environment. <laughs> yeah, it'd been sure. awful but now like it, it this is the this is the time for like women to be taking sales jobs and nailing them mm. like all of i actually have had more success in placing women than men my statistics okay. at the moment are like 
I think I've placed about 80% women and 20% men. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm probably the only one in the company that my stats have run that way. I actively headhunt more women than men. Really? Yeah. That's so, really interesting. Yeah, so I, it's like, not not on purpose. If I, if I find a man and he's good, then I, I, I honestly believe that if, it, if you're the right person for the job, then you should get the yeah, job. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. But I also think that there's such a saturated market with men in the market yeah, that yeah. why wouldn't why shouldn't you pinpoint a certain demographic yeah, for sure. whether that's whether that's gender or race or whatever why wouldn't smart. you yeah like i have noticed and like do you know how many companies want to diversify yeah, it's, not it's just smart. in women but like it's smart and you believe in it and yeah, like absolutely. it's just sh- completely showcasing that yeah like, that's absolutely really interesting. and i'm like if i can if i can find some amazing women in tech yeah. who smashed it out and i can help them get a better job get a new job and guess what that's another new job opportunity for someone else another woman yeah i love that so like don't just move like don't just move men <laughs> like yes there are more of them but if when you find a woman in sales and she's good like take her and keep her and look uh, look after her and i don't know i think i think it's a wonderful thing and why not like i'm not i'm not hurting anyone by doing it because mm. It's a massive market out there, and I'm one person doing one thing, mm. but I feel like I'm helping people. Yeah. And when I headhunt women, I, I will tell them that, you know, thank, I'm reaching out to you because yeah, yeah. you are the person I want to speak to. I don't want to speak to your friend who's also a sales director who might be a man. I don't want to speak to him. Like, I want to speak to you because yeah. you're a sales director and you're a woman. Like that. I don't know. I, I know some people think it's controversial i've actually had like conversation with my partner and he's like well it should be about finding the best person surely (laughs) and i'm like it is but why wouldn't that best person be a woman they're just harder to find actually i have to work harder than everyone else Mm. because there are less women to find yeah like you can't filter linkedin search by gender yeah so i have to work twice as hard and look through twice as many candidates because there's one sales director who's female so every 20 who's male yeah so I work harder than everyone it. else. I don't I know. I think, look, whatever people think, like... But just a caveat, everyone else works really hard, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that everything you just said, like, it's what you believe in and, yeah. like, who... No one can stand there and go, that's wrong. Like, who are they to say that? Like, what is the right way? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, love that. So, look, a few questions before we finish. Yeah. What I'd love to know, and I always ask people, obviously, been in recruitment 10 months, What we'll start with... The low, and you'll tell me the, the high. What's been in your ten months the, the biggest, the the hardest low that you've had to swallow um, and yeah. deal with um, in these ten months? Yeah, it was actually this month. Oh, really? Yeah, man, what yeah. happened? Um, I had a deal go down. It was worth, offer. No, no, it wasn't even. No, it wasn't even that. Okay. It wasn't even working. Okay. Um, massive job. It was actually like a massive promotion, big salary. Yeah. The biggest deal I would have ever done. <sighs> And um, I would have got my promotion through it as well. What? So uh, it went down it. three days before they were due to start. No. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was really What's tough. Was she accepted? Was in the start? Yeah, had a start well, day. And then the, in the, role, the position got pulled. No, no, she she pulled had, out. She pulled out. Yeah. Okay. Bit oh. of a bummer, but it happens. Yeah. So it's more of a case of you know damage control with the client, like really good client yeah, of yeah, ours. Yeah. So. Yeah, make that work. That was really tough. Yeah, that's, that was tough, a tough that's tough ones, though, isn't it? Yeah. Did you did you find that? And did you do anything to help you deal with that? Or um, you clearly have a strong mindset, but mm. did you do anything? Did you like go out for a walk, or I don't know? <laughs> did you do anything to to help sort of 
right, Emily, do, don't dwell on this. It's a shit day. Yeah. I knew this happens, but I don't know. Did you do anything that... Yeah, well, I, t- I worked from home, first thing, as I was like, I don't want to be that person that's in the office, like, oh, guess what happened today? Yeah. So I worked from home, and I, I use an app called Headspace. I don't know if you yes, know it. Yes, I do uh, I, I, li- I do I'm Headspace huge... every single day. Yeah. Music to my ears. Uh, I, I start, I, so I, I've been meditating for about three years. Yeah. Started with Headspace and. Now I'm two years in now with it. Headspace. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I did it. For, I did Headspace for about a year and then I sort of just do my own thing now. But um, yeah. I, I whenever I get the opportunity to people who are open minded to it and stuff, like I always say, especially in recruitment, you're dealing with people, dealing with other people's oh, stories, yeah. emotions, and all that. Mm-hmm. Have been like no one, te- no one, get, no one equips you with the tools of this. There's not like a set way of dealing with it, but. The fact that um, there's people out there who have no tools to deal with things like that. Yeah. Meditation is a tool to, to potentially deal with that. Mm-hmm. And um, it can just equip you with the tools. A lot of people think, yes, um, you have to sit in a robe and with your yeah, legs crossed like, and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, obviously, there is that. But meditation in a practical sense in recruitment, yeah. um, as I said, you're dealing with people. So to have the tools to be able to go right, I'm going to take a step back right now mm-hmm. and like that that is what I need to do yeah. um, and not really just get letting your emotions get the best of you and start mm-hmm. getting the blame game and stuff like that so yeah. equipping yourself with the, the tools to be able to take a step back and just mm-hmm. sort of have a breath and go right yeah. this sucks but um, that's really cool yeah. I'm glad you brought that up like yeah, because no um, a lot of people I, I love talking about it and the fact that you brought that up that doesn't surprise me but also what you said which I love is Again, it's that self-awareness, which you clearly have. But to be able to make that decision and go, you know what? It's actually, it'll probably be, be more detrimental to me being in the office and having this energy because I've had the worst yeah. day. To actually go, you know what? I'm going to work from home because I don't want that for other people. It's so yeah. important. Yeah, like, I, I, I've been in the office before. And, like, we've got girls in there. We've got guys in there. Guys deal with stuff differently to yeah. girls. I get it. And, like... You can especially or do they? I don't know. <laughs> or do they? They might just deal them as exactly the same. It's just like projected in a different. Yeah, way. projected. Yeah, and like, yeah. but nonetheless, when you're in an office of eight people of similar size, yeah, you can feel it. Like, yeah. and it fucking affects the rest of the team. It really yeah, does. 100%. So, like, people listening, like, if you've if you've had a shit day, like, just to be that person, to be take a step back, be the bigger person, and go. You know what? I'm not going to let this affect the rest of the the team. Yeah. That's selfish. Um, love that. So talk to me about biggest high. Come on, what what's uh, what have you? I'm sure there's been a few, yeah. but what what really sticks out? Um, I uh, it's, it's, I actually got the opportunity from my work to go to San Francisco ah. and uh, work from our San Francisco office for two weeks. Wow! Like the best experience of my life. I. Like I just and even now I look back and I'm like I am like blessed. Yeah. Like I went out. I worked for our San Francisco team. Uh, I was living like in the center. Loads, what? Two weekends there as well. Love it. I met loads of candidates face to face. Like really experienced like American culture and the Wicked. office over there. And I'd only been with the company about five. Uh, well, I went in March, so about five months. Mm. And our San Fran team, I think they started like a week after me. So we all started around yeah, the same yeah, yeah. time. And uh, it was just so, like, what an opportunity. Yeah. Like, what, like, oh, I just, I loved it. I love San Francisco. Yeah, I moved class. there. One of my colleagues, Justine, she's moving there in like 10 days, I think 10 days, to, to go and uh, join our colleagues over there because we just opened. That's one of them. I have another one. I have go two. Go on, share, go on. That's like, yeah, that must one. be amazing. Work-wise, like an achievable work-wise thing would be like, I 
like close my own deal with my own candidate yeah. with my own like client. Full, like 360 yeah, deal. Full yeah 360 yeah, yeah. we call it like a double bubble oh nice and oh, I, when that happened i was like whooping and yelping around so the good. office and we had champagne and i was just like we're at home not, <laughs> like, not at work but <laughs> you know, it's such a good <laughs> we're feeling, not that crazy it? it was like 9 a.m <laughs> um but yeah went home at the end of the day had some champagne i was like yay <laughs> and uh yeah such it all a good went feeling, isn't it? yeah getting it was that, so getting good first. it gives you it just fills you with so much confidence as well yeah. once you get that first one in yeah 100%. um love it so question i always ask people before we finish um is so basically if you could communicate to every recruiter they'd listen they'd uh implement what emily says to their day next day the the, the next day um it could be a sentence could be a word what would you say oh tricky put me on the spot <laughs> um always try and do it better nice it doesn't matter what it is yeah doesn't matter what you do better but like just one small thing like make one small change that makes something better i think let's get recruitment having like the best reputation that people really want to join us. We've got fresh grads coming in who are looking for jobs now. Mm. Like we want them to be in recruitment. Like we want them to have that career path and that opportunity. So do it, do it a little bit better. Do it a little bit better. That's it. Yeah. Class. All right. Emily, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks. Um, Really, really glad that you're, you're part of the uh, women recruitment week. And um, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. (laughs)